Hello everyone out there, this is the Creativity Cocktail. I am so pleased today to talk to the wonderful Gina Jackson. Hey Gina, so great to have you on. Thank you Winston for having me, great to be here. Thank you so much. She is so amazing that what I'm going to do here everyone is I'm going to do an intro from about her path. And for those of you out there who are listening, this is going to have some dramatic flair because Gina is just that dope that she deserves dramatic flair when you go through her intro. So, so here it is, everyone. Gina Jackson is a native of East St. Louis, Illinois. Uh, and she's an adjunct professor and, and secondary educator in San Diego, California, one of my favorite places on the planet Earth. It is beautiful in San Diego. It is no joke. Um, she is the founder and the executive artistic director of the Cultural Noir Performing Arts Company, a theater company whose partners have included the National Museum of African American History and Culture, Project Voice, or Project One Voice in New York City, and World Beat Cultural Center in San Diego. Gina is also Arts Commissioner for the City of San Diego's Commission for Arts and Culture. That is so beautiful, Gina. We got to talk about that. She has a BA in, in speech communications, English, and theater performance minors from Southern Illinois University, Edwardville. She has an MA in African American studies. That is so dope, man. I wish everyone would get one of those. African American studies, literature, theater from Clark Atlanta University, Clark United, the AU Center. That's fantastic. My brother is an alumni from Clark, oh, and, wow. and she has a, a, a master's and preliminary administrative services credentials from National University. Gosh, this is amazing. I ain't only halfway down, family. <laughs> <laughs> the National Endowment for the Humanities Scholars has completed the Museum Studies Professional Studies Program at Northwestern University. Northwestern ain't no joke as well as global humanities programs at the University of Southern California, USC, uh, and the University of California, Berkeley. I, I am so impressed, man. Whew. So family out there, Gina is amazing. You're going to hear some great, amazing stuff. So here's some more about Gina. So Gina is, uh, she's currently a board member. I think I might be missing something. She's always active in the arts and civic engagement Gina has served as a president for Friends of Malcolm X Library in San Diego Public Library, as a board member of the City of San Diego Horton Plaza Theater Foundation, and as vice president of the La Jolla Playhouse Partners. La Jolla. Huh? It's La Jolla. People say that. Yeah, La Jolla. Been yes. to La Jolla, too. She is currently a board member at, of the Atlanta Black Theater Festival, which I am part of as well. Um, Project Voice One of the County of San Diego Community Action Board and the San Diego Performing Arts League, including being a theater ambassador for SDPA's Theater Alliance. Jackson is a 32-year member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. That mm -hmm. is so awesome. So she became a member when she was four. So... <laughs> <laughs> and she's a life member of the National Council of Negro Women and the Geo Coordinator of the San Diego Women's Foundation. 
So not only is this so awesome, everyone, not only so awesome, but I want you to make sure that you understand that when people come up to you and say, oh, yeah, you only need to do one thing. And then you're just that's the one thing to be focused on. Gina is doing so many for all of us, oh, all of us in the theater community, all of us in San Diego, all of us in the United States of America, all of us as black people. So thank you so much for all that you do for us, Gina. I, I really thank you. thank you. Winston, I really appreciate that. I really, really do. So you know what? God never gives us more than he wants us to do for the greater good. So I really, you know, I'm just thankful and blessed. Thankful and blessed. So thank you so much for that. Oh, you're, you're welcome. So for, so for those of you who usually see me in my shirt and my jacket. The reason why you see me the way I am today is that I just did a volunteer foundation, um, a volunteer work for um, the Atlanta Furniture Bank. This is such a beautiful thing. Sometimes, you know, Gina, here in the United States, we get a bad rap because we say, oh, yeah, we got 50 little kingdoms that are arguing with each other about this or that. We're just like, ah, this is what this state is doing. This is what this thing is doing. But us as a people, and I'm talking about us United States Americans, mm -hmm. we do so many great things for each other that sometimes gets missed. Um, this this place that I was just volunteering at, and I suck at what I was doing. I was helping to build furniture for the Atlanta Furniture Bank. I'm not great at building furniture, but I was doing it because, you know, they have a great mission to help people who are coming out of homelessness mm -hmm. find places. And when they find places, when you get into a place and it's empty, what do you need? Furniture. And, and so people are donating that. Um, I say this all to say that this is such a beautiful, beautiful place to be, despite the fact that we we are dysfunctional as a family. We still are a pretty good society. So, Gina, how are you doing? We're still in the we're still in the we're still at some percentage. We're like coming around third. We're in the fourth quarter of the pandemic. So how are you doing these days? You know what? I am doing well. I am. And thank you for asking. And I hope the same for you, for sure. And God bless you with the work that you did this morning and everything else that you do, um, you know, on the regular. So I really appreciate all that you do, Winston, and your platform here. But I am doing well. I am doing well. You know, we're just so blessed and we really don't realize how blessed we are until, you know, such a time as these take place or, you know, are here. So, or such a time as where we are, I guess I should say, you know, approaches or comes. So it's just a blessing to be here because so many people have lost their lives, yes. you know, because of COVID. A good friend of mine, actually, I just found out yesterday that she has the virus. Fortunately, you know, her children and her husband within their household don't, but, you know, she now has it and she's doing okay, but, you know, it's just... It's just horrific. It's just horrific. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's such a tough time. And I was talking to someone recently about this, Gina. I want to get your thoughts on this. Is that we have come through this time where a seven billion of us, seven plus billion people, have had a shared experience at the same time. You know, I my personal opinion is so many people have lost their lives, and and I believe that God is telling us like, hey, you people need to come together. Because this virus does not care about the the stuff that we've made. Like, you know, we've made these little things like I'm an American. 
or I'm uh, I'm from England or I'm from Nigeria or I'm black or I'm white. We've created most of those things. Our culture is really what defines us more than anything else. And the virus is trying to teach us a lesson that we're not really learning. You know, we're just still fighting against what we're supposed to be doing as human beings. And that's coming together. That's the lesson that God is trying to tell us, you know. You know, so I wanted to get your thoughts on all of that. You know, this has truly, and amen to everything that you said, um, this really has been an awakening season for all of us. You know, we do reevaluate where we are, what our priorities are, and we start to restructure based upon where we are. So, you know, over the last two years, all of us have probably, you know, thought more long-term you know, definitely have thought more, what can I do now to be more impactful? And, you know, what's important for me or us, you know, individually and collectively, what's not important. So it does make you reflect, you know, in such times. And I can speak personally in reference to definitely for me, you know, reflecting on how blessed we are. Yeah. What can I do? What can we collectively do? Like you've already said, You know, because we will, you know, this too shall pass. This too, this season will definitely pass. But what are we going to gain from it, you know, afterwards? That's right. You know, how are our lives changed afterwards? Like you said, you know, so many lives have been lost. You know, we're blessed to still be in the number here on earth. Mm -hmm. But what are we going to do with the time that we have left based upon where God has us? So. That's right. You know, I think, yeah, I, I, I appreciate those comments. A lot of times we take for granted time. Mm-hmm. We go, oh, yeah, well, I'll do that next week or I'll call her next month or I got a beef with him or I don't like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we make up stuff. True. And then, you know, what I've learned and maybe some others have learned is that like, yo, whatever dispute I had with another human being. This looks like some kind of racket, you know, like this is kind of a, a New York term, like a like a racket, like I'm creating this whole like story in my head about what is really what's not really a real thing. And so if I dig them, I love this person or I care for this person. That's more important than whatever beef I had with them. The beef is not real. I made it up or they you know, we this is time is too bloody short to me especially when it comes to us as creators. And I want to pivot into that a little bit. Um, You are doing so many wonderful things for your community, including being part of our Atlanta Black Theater Festival. You don't live in Atlanta. (laughs) So it's amazing. Um, So how do you you balance it? How do you take your time to say, all right, I I need to prioritize because I know you're doing this quite well. I need to prioritize these different things that I'm involved in. What's some of the ways that you do that? You know, it's it's been a process. It really has been a process. And at the age of 51, soon to be 52, literally at the end of this month, December 31st, thank God. Happy happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just really start, like you said, Winston, really prioritizing what's really important, what's really purposeful, what's really uh, the path that God wants you to take you know, for a larger purpose. So I just, 
balance, you know, mm -hmm. like my nephew, my great nephew, he's so sweet, seven years old, was home for <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving. And, you know, we, you know, we're asking him, you know, some of the other family members and me, you know, why are you just so wonderful? Not saying that you're saying that with me, of course, but asking him. Oh, I am. So, yeah. oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, and you know, his answer, you know, his answer was, God made me who I am. Wow. God made me who I am. So I was really saying all of that with, you know, that piece of it to say, mm -hmm. you know, God never gives us more than what he wants us to do. You know, and so we have to listen to how he's going to have us prioritize to balance. And for me, like I said, it has been a process, you know, because I was the one who was trying to help everybody take on everything. I can do it, you know, shouldn't be a problem. But, you know, the older I have become, the more it's like, mm, no, I'm going to say no to this particular project or opportunity because I see how God is aligning everything else from this perspective or this other perspective. So, yeah. so it's going to work, still working on it, but however, um, just looking at the bigger picture for, you know, what's important yeah. in the momentary aspect of what I'm doing. I've been telling people that, and I really appreciate your comments is that you really have to understand what your values are. You know, like what are those key things? Absolutely. So, you know, like for my, for for me, every year I go through this exercise where I try to reevaluate what that is, and mm -hmm. they usually are the same. They just maybe shift a little bit in priority, but they're always like family, health, you know, spirituality, and for me, creativity. Man, like if I'm not doing something creative, don't ask me to do no spreadsheets. I might know how to do them, but I'd prefer to write. I'd prefer to get up on stage. I prefer mm -hmm. to speak. That mm -hmm. stuff is what gives me energy, and it's what gives probably a lot of people energy mm -hmm. to be that way versus to be in in some kind of hole or some kind of box that some other person has created. You know. So if you think about, you're you're involved in so many creative pursuits, and you probably run across lots of creative people. Absolutely. You know. So usually I ask this question at the end, but I'm going to give you a chance to ask it early. Mm -hmm. is, is that if you're talking to one of them right now and they have got this same kind of anxiety, which is real, they got the same in pandemic anxiety, or they got something else that's going on in their lives. Because every single human being right now has one. Mm -hmm. And they say to you and they say, Gina, I'm creative, but all this stuff is going on. I don't know what to do next. What do you tell them? Tune out the world, you know, become more focused, more centered, and just write down what your purposes are, what needs to be done without even thinking about everything that's going on around us. Mm -hmm. So just tune in and hone in in reference to what needs to be done from that creativity perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. Because we do let our minds run quite a bit. I mean, I'm guilty of that as well, of course. Yeah. But you know, if we just take a breath or two or three, you know, just tune out everything else and just focus on, like I was saying, and not to be redundant, on, okay, this project here, this play here, um, producing this particular piece, writing this particular song or album, 
you know, just tune out everything else and everyone else. Because sometimes it is a distraction, you know? Yeah. Definitely a distraction. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when I was at the, thank you so much. When I was at this thing or volunteering earlier, I was talking to a guy that I was building this furniture with. He's a guy from my church. And so he said to me, like, so Winston, when are you, when you're writing, like, how do you do that? How do you, what's your environment? And I told him it's not a really good answer. It's depending on what I'm writing and how I'm feeling. There are times where I got to play some old school hip hop in order to write, to do some writing. Mm-hmm. And there's a time where I got to play some rock music to write. Or mm-hmm. sometimes where I got to write, there's nothing. It's just focus. And that's, that's rare. But I need to be able to see the environment that I want to be versus it always have to fit into my own creation, right? It can't be the same time, same way all the time. One thing I did tell him is that I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like every day for me and probably for you that are out there listening to us is that you just got to create every day. Not saying I spent eight hours or nine hours. That's kind of unrealistic. I tell people like, Mm-hmm. There are routines in our lives that we can't neglect. So if you've got a family, you and say you got kids or, or parents that you've got to contact, your mind would go crazy if you try to forget them. <laughs> like it just would be nuts. <laughs> like people in my family, that's where I create the structure. Like people in my family know that I'm going to call them at a certain time of the week mm-hmm. or the month. Um, so that way I can get back to being creative. <laughs> Which is, which is a cool thing, um, Gina. What you know? What all of your accolades and the things that you've done? Who inspires you? Like who inspires you to keep going? Like who's who's someone that you look to? Or it doesn't have to be one person, but like like I'm gonna say the word mentor. But someone that you say to yourself, now that standard bearer is someone that I that I that I look at. Hmm. Thank you for that. You know what, Winston? I look at my family members. I look at my friends such as yourself, you know, and um, I just look at those who I really admire, you know, outside of people who I personally know. So, you know, my family really has set the foundation for all of us, for all of us. And I have wonderful people in my family. I have, you know, getting emotional thinking about it. My grandparents, my parents, you know, their siblings, my cousins, you know, all over the country, my sibling, you know, my brother-in-law, <laughs> just a lot of good people in my life. And there have always been so many wonderful people, you know, and even now, you know, my sister, my cousin and me, you know, we still talk about the influence of our grandparents, you know, sitting at the table for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And my grandfather, who was a staunch civil rights leader and mover and shaker in our hometown in the St. Louis mm-hmm, metropolitan area, grandpa, you know, wow. he would always tell his grand girls, you know, you girls get an education, you girls get an education. You know, I never saw my grandfather, Spencer Jackson, never saw grandpa in a pair of blue jeans, never saw him in a T-shirt. You know, he definitely is from, you know, he passed away, God rest his soul, almost 20 years ago in 1985, when I was 15, I'll never forget. But um, yeah, Grandpa just always carried himself with dignity, pride, definitely loved who he was as a Black person. And he was always looking out, you know, for his brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. sisters. 
and you know, just always carried himself with class, just like my grandmother, you know, who I'm named after. And so, oh, wow. uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And so, people to this day, you know, still talk about the influence of grandpa and my grandmother. And like I said before, you know, those who are their offsprings, my father, my aunt, you know, their cousins. Um, we just grew up in a family on both sides of the family where there was a lot of love, a lot of support, um, you know, a lot of goals, you know, personal goals that needed to be met because we always had, you know, standards that we set for ourselves, you know. And so I just thank the Lord, you know, that I come from such an environment. You know, and then, like I said, friends, you know, I just love to see friends when they're doing well. And that really inspires me, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. along with Debbie Allen, you know, Barry Gordy. Debbie Allen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're, you're right that those I, I saw something about her recently where she was talking. I think she won some award. I forget the award show that it was, but I had to be scrolling and she like came up and get did her talk. And she sounded the same way. Like she sounded way back in the day. Like she, she had that same kind of fire and that same kind of energy um, mm-hmm. about creativity, and creativity for, for me and for maybe many of you, is like that thing when you have an issue in your life, like a, a way to solve the issue, a way to kind of like for me, like it's not just about the writing and speaking and all that. Like when I have a thing that's going on in the day or something's going on in my family, using your brain's neurons to solve it is so dope. You know, it's so it's such an awesome way. As opposed to trying to make it fit in a box, to make your own bloody box. It just is, you know. And um Absolutely. It it just is. There's so many people out there that um we fight so hard to put people in a box. So if you're listening to this now or in the future, you aren't what somebody says you are. You are who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just are. You know, a lot of times we just make that up. So in San Diego, tell us a little bit about San Diego. I love it. I've been there several times. It's the nicest place that I can recall in the United States that I've been to. I've been there many times and not one time, Gina, not once has it ever rained. (laughs) I was like, what's going on with this place? How do you have a whole daggone city that never rains? (laughs) It's so so beautiful. Tell tell us about that environment, about the, the creative scene there, for those who may not be familiar with it. San Diego... Thank you. It's such a beautiful city. It is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, like you said, it never really rains, you know, from that perspective. It's just absolutely fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. And there are so many. It's the eighth largest city in the country and the fifth largest county in the country as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. I know that. Yeah. A lot of people don't. You know, it's so funny because San Diego sometimes seems to be, you know, California's well-kept secret. You know, when you think California, and I love LA, I love San Francisco, the whole Bay Area, but San Diego is very, very unique. And San Diego, I've been out here going on 25 years next year. Really? 25? I had, wow. I had what was originally going to be like a two year vacation, you yeah. know, after finishing graduate school at Clark Atlanta. Yes, yes. You know, uh huh. It's been 25 years as of this upcoming February. Will be 25 years as of this upcoming February. So it's been. 
you know, it's been a good journey. It's really been a good journey. And fortunately, I've met so many wonderful people, you know, whether in the arts, education, you know, that have truly, and speaking of what you were saying beforehand, that have truly guided me and have truly supported me. The creative side of it, you know, being an arts commissioner, it, it's just, oh, it's just been amazing and just a blessing, you know, um, to be in such a position. And when I say that, you know, to be, at such a table for the entire city. And I'm also a board member for the San Diego Performing Arts League. So mm -hmm. to hold such capacities, as well as, you know, my own theater company, of course, and just hear the conversation, see all of, all of the creativity. You know, there are so many talented people here in the city, so many talented people all across you know, and we speak about this all of the time. So it's really a rich community. It's really a very talented community, a very vibrant community, a very, uh, to a certain degree, untapped artistic community. I mean, there's a lot going on, but there's so much more that's going to come. So, and I'm just so blessed and fortunate, you know, to be one of the voices, you know, here in the city and to be in positions to be a decision maker, but also be a creative as well. Wow. I am thankful for you and what you are doing, because when you when you're there, they see us and, you know, they see us all. Thank you for those of you who are joining and listening to our conversation now or in the future with Gina. So so feel free if you have any comments or questions for her and her journey, feel free to let us know. I'm sure she would be gracious enough to answer those for us. Um, San Diego, Atlanta, just, there's so much. To, you made a comment. That you said untapped potential. And I see so many of us who are just languishing. Right. We're just we're just going by and we're like, what should we do next? How should we do this? What should, what should we do next? And, and I know I asked this question about guidance for someone who's struggling, but I want to keep even go further than that. Like if someone says to themselves, I want to have my own I want to have my own theater company. I want to be part of the political scene in my city or my neighborhood. What are some of the things that come to mind to you about that? Do your research first. Mm -hmm. Definitely. The first thing that you need to do is, you know, really define what you want to do. You know, write it out. I'm a big, I know I shouldn't really say this, killing trees all over the place here. But, you know, <laughs> I'm a really big paper person. <laughs> I know, writing down things, you know. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, just write down you know, what you want to do, do your research, you know, and make sure that um, once you start aligning yourself with people that you align yourself with the right people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You must, right. must, you must, absolutely. Yeah. Volunteer. I mean, you know what? Sometimes we, as a society, underestimate the power of being a volunteer but we have to really make sure that, you know, we volunteer in those capacities as well. Yeah, sure. that's such a good point. You know, I think this volunteering, when you hear it, sometimes you'll hear somebody say, yeah, I volunteered there once or I did this one time. Mm -hmm. And for me and maybe for you that 
and others that volunteering is just like my way of life. <laughs> like there's a certain time, you know, every year I've got to volunteer somewhere. I my my day life recently asked me, they said, Winston, what's the volunteer hours that you've done so far this year? Mm-hmm. And you and you know, I had an answer. I, I knew. I knew what I did for Juneteenth. I know what I did did for the Creativity Cocktail here, powered by Rising Tide Charity. I know what time I spent on the Atlanta Black Theater Festival. I knew what that's uh, what everything was, because our lives are such that the more we volunteer and the more we research, it's like that Grinch movie that happens every year where his heart was small because it all shriveled up. And then when he said love, I don't know everyone. You could probably chat and tell me, and my story's all off the place, but. It, all the part I remember is that his heart got bigger, right? Because he's decided to do the right thing by the Whoville people, right? He decided to do right. Please, please, when you see this, do not give me a, a total rundown about how I got it wrong. <laughs> but I know, <laughs> I know that's what happened. That's right. His heart got bigger. It got bigger, and he decided to give to the Whoville people instead mm-hmm. of taking from them. And I tell people all the time, we've got to give little bits of our life. We can't give everything of our life. If you don't have the resources, the money resources, you still got a brain. You still got feet. You still got hands. Mm-hmm. You still got a heart. Mm-hmm. Do something mm-hmm. for other people that are out there. You know. So tell us about the future. You mentioned your own theater company. Tell us about what's coming up next for you and, and how that's progressing. Thank you. You know, it's so funny. Um, a program was just approved, an arts event um, that we have scheduled for the spring. And so the co-producer of it just asked yesterday if we could move it a couple of months ahead of time because he's so impressed by it. So I'm like, okay, let me speak with our presenter and we can see what we can do. So anyway, um, you know, just blessed with that and for that. But for the theater company, we have a new series. Well, the series is Voices Voices of Blackness. And so every year, we just started it last year. And so every year what we do is have a theme. Last year we had the cultural pioneers. This year we have cultural innovators. So we're working on that right now. And also what we're going to do is celebrate Cicely Tyson Day, you probably have heard wow, about this. Awesome. Uh-huh. So the five large uh, black theater organizations, Project One Voice, mm-hmm. and I said before with Irish and team. And so Project One Voice, the International Black Theater Summit, Black Theater Network, Black Theater um, United, and I'm leaving all oh, the Craft Institute, mm-hmm. along with the Harlem Chamber of Commerce. Uh, commercial mm-hmm. for sure and there's one more organization i can't remember god forgive me um right off hand you know i can't remember right off hand but anyway um there's they have come together to create cicely tyson day and what participating organizations are going to do is celebrate the greatness of miss tyson and her legacy on her birthday which is december 19th Wow. So the theater company, uh-huh. so the theater company is definitely going to participate in that. And then also, you know, we have other programs for Black History Month, National Poetry Month, and definitely our partnership with Project One Voice for Juneteenth. And then our other partnership is with the uh, House of Biles Museum in East St. Louis, where I'm from. And so a very good friend of mine, family member Lauren Parks, 
is the founder and she's the executive director. So we're going to collaborate for a program for Black History, I mean, Black Music Month, which is also June. So, and the World B Cultural Center is working with us as well as a partner for Black History. So, and I have to share this about Makeda. Makeda is such a wonderful person. You're talking about history, culture, San Diego, and with the world, I mean, with her influence literally around the world, Makeda Dred Cheatham is that particular person. And she actually founded her own cultural institute here, which is World B Cultural Center. And she's just a phenomenal person. And she's also an advisory member for the theater company. And so she has done so much to work with us, you know, and to guide us. So she's definitely a mentor and a very dear friend. So that's where we are. <laughs> so awesome. You know, those of us who are there listening, um, we are like an organism. So like an organism has veins and arteries that travels throughout it, right? Like in our own bodies. And and we as black people specifically, and we as theater and creative folks, it's like we got this organism. <laughs> it's this, this vein that's going across the country to San Diego and to other parts. And sometimes I think we... we we're, we're, we've got to bust out of this mentality that it's only one area, it's only one town. You have just shared so many wonderful, amazing things that are happening, Gina. This is a crazy. You, this for those of you who are listening and you know, let's listen to it again because Gina just went through an amazing list of events that's happening here and happening in San Diego and in other parts of the country. So Gina, my hat's off to you, and you know I—you're such a treasure. You know the fact that you know, we happen to be on the board of the Atlanta Black Theater Festival together. This is this part of that connective tissue that I'm talking about, everyone. Like just connecting with other people and making sure that we're trying to figure out ways to help each other. There's so many great actors and writers and directors and stage folk that are doing so many amazing things. And the pandemic just threw us all for a whack, but we back. All back, you know. Yes. <laughs> Omicron can't get us down, or whatever it is. When if you listen to this three months from now, it's probably something else called. Yeah. <laughs> Gina, if somebody wanted to connect with you, what's some of the best ways to do that? Absolutely. Um, you can definitely take a look at our website. Cultural Noir PAC, which stands for Performing Arts Company, of course. So Cultural Noir PAC.org and various uh, modes of contact, you know, are listed on the website, which include our Twitter account that we're building up, still building up, building up Instagram, excuse me, but definitely Facebook for sure. And you can always email us. So that's, that's awesome. I tell you, um, and Facebook, if I didn't say Facebook, I may have said it already. Yes, social yeah. media is such an awesome thing. You know, there's some platforms that I'm good at and some that I, I am horrible at. <laughs> so it's always a thing. So you, to me, it's always like, yes, pick pick one for a couple of months and just work on that. <laughs> so, so for those of you who are out there, you can reach out to Gina in all the ways that she mentioned at the website. If you're interested in being part of the Rising Tides charity, and the Creativity Cocktail, please send us an email at info at Rising Tides Charity. You can see us on uh, 
Instagram at, at Creativity Cocktail or at on Facebook at, at Creativity Cocktail and on our YouTube page. So you just search for Creativity Cocktail and we'll pop up there. So many great ways to contact me personally. If you want to reach out to me, send me an email at info at winstonawilson.com because I want to help you. You know, we all need to get help. And sometimes I can't help you directly, but I might know the person. Gina might know the person that can help you get to the right place that you need to be. This year, for those of you who are out there, we're, getting, we're, we're either in 2022 when you listen to this or we're close to it. We've got really a couple of really focused goals this year that you can help us with. This year, we're going to be creating and combining all of the great podcasts we've had over the last couple of years into one treasure one audio treasure that will ask for you when you donate that you will receive it digitally. So we are asking for your donation to help us that because what we're going to do with the donations is we're going to have our first ever scholarship and every single month in this year, we're going to have a theme. So Hey, Winston. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So I was, I don't know how much the got connected uh, or got missed on that. However, I was just sharing with those who are out there listening to us is that there's many ways to contact us. Contact us at Creativity Cocktail on Instagram and Facebook. Get us, connect with us that way. Send an email to info at risingtidescharity.org. And we will get you some great info there and see how you can plug in with us. Or me personally at info at winstonawilson.com. So before whatever happened, happened, I asked Gina a question. And the question was, Gina, we want you to come back. We want you to be part of what we're doing. So I'm asking it in a very assumptive way. <laughs> Is you going to say yes <laughs> to join us in the future? Um, we'll do absolutely will do so i'm going to leave you with the last comment that you'd like to share with our our everyone and again thank you for being part of this any last comments for us and the audience you know winston thank you so much i guess i should have given the email address when i heard you giving the email address i'm like oh i should have given given the email address cultural noir P-A-C at gmail.com. So, and we also have our online, you know, 2021-22 fundraiser that's going on. You can check out our Facebook page and participate or check out our website from there. Thank you. But as far as the last comment, you know, we are so creative. You know, we as humans, we as Black artists, you know, we're very creative people. Ideas always, you know, pop up like you were saying before, you know, listening to Sly and the Family Stone, you know, listening to the Winans, the Clark sisters, Walter Ooh. Hawkins, you know, um, definitely the Jacksons, whoever, you know, and they're my favorite, by the way, and Michael. But, you know, ideas, creativity never stops. So right. 
don't ever feel that you have to limit yourself and your creativity. Just, you know, I don't even know if people really use, you can use your cell phone to record yourself, but just get the ideas locked in and you can always backtrack and build upon those ideas. But creativity is always, it's, it's a necessity, but it's always needed for sure. So oh. never lessen, you know, your skill set. Never doubt what you're capable of doing, what God has anointed you to do, because there's always a platform in some shape, form or fashion for it. That's fantastic. Thank you, all of you out there. Thank you for listening and being part of the Creativity Cocktail. Please take care of yourself. Please take care of those around you. Please make sure that you love every single human being that you see. It's hard to do that, but do that first. Thank you so much. This is Winston, and I will talk to you soon.